Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Monday, June the 19th. And welcome to our commentary. Just a heads up, we'll be recording uh, later this evening our, our weekly podcast with our friend uh, Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda. We're going to be talking a lot about China. In fact, that's going to be our primary discussion today. What in the world is going on with China? You know, the Secretary of State, Mr. Blinken, uh, went over to China. And if you noticed, uh, when he arrived in China, he wasn't given that full, you know, welcome that they usually do with diplomats. Now, it could be because he's the Secretary of State and not the President. Could be. Could be that's the reason. But he got sort of a, uh, you know, informal greeting, not uh, what you would expect when the Secretary of State of the United States comes to visit uh, another country. And they had some discussions. They talked about Taiwan. And the Secretary said that the United States is not interested in the independence of Taiwan. Now, how that will play in Taiwan, I don't know. And one of the things that I want to talk to Bill Katz about later today is how, how, how exactly is that different from the policy that we've had since 1972? Remember the famous Shanghai communique that President Nixon signed when, they went, uh, when he went to China back in 1972? And then, of course, when President Carter uh, finally approved uh, diplomatic relations with uh, China in 1978. Uh, we've never been real vocal about Taiwan. Now, here lately, of course, we have been more. And I, I don't know. I mean, if we're not interested in the independence of Taiwan, but I guess we're interested in defending Taiwan, that maybe is a contradiction. I don't know. We will get into that. Or maybe it's not a contradiction. Maybe that's been our policy all along. We're going to talk about that with our friend uh, Bill Katz today when we do uh, the Week in Review, our weekly podcast. The other thing we're going to be talking about is China in this hemisphere, China in Latin America. You have uh, recent moves by the government of China to get cozy with Cuba. Now, of course, there we're talking about a military outpost uh, to spy on the United States. But what you have going on in Cuba right now is that you have a communist dictatorship in Cuba completely broke. They don't have any money. They have no way of paying their bills. They cannot borrow any money because they've already, I mean, they're, they're, they've had to reschedule all their debts because they can't pay their debts. In fact, in some case, cases, some of their debt has even been canceled by some countries just as a way of, of helping the country out. But Cuba doesn't have the ability to stand on its own. Here come the Chinese more than willing to provide some money, more than willing to help Cuba in exchange, of course, for having a military presence in Cuba. It could be very dangerous uh, with the United States. I'm sure all of you remember from your history the last time that uh, a communist country tried to have a military presence in Cuba, and that was, of course, the Cuban Missile Crisis. So what's happening with China and Cuba? Iran was also in Cuba. They visited uh, Cuba. And then, of course, you have China and Venezuela, Iran and Venezuela. You have uh, China in Central America. You have China, Brazil. I mean, it seems like China is everywhere these days in this side of the world. 
And how we're going to react to all of this, I don't know. But it is getting, you know, it is getting, I think, a little too uh, too tense, if you will, between the United States and China. And how all of this will play out, I don't know. It's going to be a big issue, I do believe, in the upcoming uh, presidential election. That is exactly what our relationship with China is going to be. By the way, I have a post coming out uh, on Tuesday morning a little bit about China and their military. You know, the Chinese military is developing, expanding. Uh, They are not telling their soldiers about pronouns. They're talking about military strategy at a time when our military seems to be more concerned with pronouns and and stuff like that. So I, I think we're at a critical moment with respect to China and with respect to our foreign policy. And that's why I believe very strongly that uh, foreign policy is going to be a big topic in the upcoming in the upcoming election. I have a post uh, Monday morning at the American Thinker talking about the indictment of President Trump. We're in week number two now of that indictment. And something very interesting is happening to the politics of this issue. Two polls came out. Uh, one Harvard Harris and the other one Rasmussen. Now, I don't know much about Harvard Harris. I know Harris poll used to be around for a long time. I, I don't know if that's the same one. But anyway, Harvard, of course, the university. And they have a poll. And Rasmussen, they've been around for some time. They also have a poll. And in both cases, what their polling data is showing is that a majority of Americans now see the indictment of President Trump as political. The interesting thing about the poll is that independents, a majority of independents, see the, 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 the indictment as political. And that, I think, of course, is deadly for the Department of Justice and for the prosecution of President Trump, because more and more Americans are looking at this thing and saying, why did you do this? I mean, did, didn't you have another option? rather than indicting uh, the president of the United States. I think also in the polling data, you see indications that the American people feel that there are two standards of justice here, one for Hillary Clinton and one for, for Donald Trump. And then there is, of course, the question of President Biden. He has a document problem, too. What are they going to do about that? I mean, in fact, the, the fellow who's a special counsel for President Biden, nobody has seen this guy for months. There haven't been any reports in the press, you know, these leaks based on people familiar with the situation. We haven't seen any of that about the Biden investigation. Now, to be fair, that doesn't mean it's not happening. I mean, it could very well be happening. And, you know, there could be a a report coming out soon. But at the moment, it's awfully quiet. Now, that that could be because the press is not interested in, in that particular investigation, or it could be because something is going on or something is not going on. I don't know. But I think it would be nice for the American people to get at least a report, at least show the face of the special counsel and say, the special counsel is here, just wanted to, to confirm that he's still on the job. But that, of course, uh, has not happened. But I, I, I think this polling data showing that Two different polls showing that majorities of people believe that this is political. That's bad news. Because anytime you do an investigation like this, if people think it's political, that's pretty much the end of the, of the investigation, or at least the end of the credibility 
of the of the investigation. Now I was on on Univision and Telemundo over the weekend, you know, talking about this, and I mentioned something that I like to tell you right now, and that is that nobody's going to win in this case. You know, a lot of people are thinking that one side is going to win and the other side is going to lose. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen because the country's so divided that if Trump wins, they're going to say that the judge in Florida was was pro-Trump. And if Trump loses, then they're going to say that the standard of justice is different. So the country loses. And that was the whole point I was making in my my interview at Univision as well as Telemundo saying that the, the country loses. By the way, you can watch those two uh, interviews. Uh, if you live in the Dallas area, you can go to their websites, uh, Channel 23 in Dallas and Channel 39, and you can see those those interviews. If I get some links, and they usually do get some links, uh, in a few days I'll put them up and share them with you. And it's in Spanish, so you can practice your, your Spanish. But nobody's going to win from this uh, from this indictment. Nobody. The country is going to lose big time. And that's what concerns me more than any anything else. Well, it was not a good week for the LA Dodgers. As you may remember, they had that pride night and they brought in those sisters. Well, the fans were pretty angry about it and they nobody came into the stadium. They were outside protesting. I guess eventually they came in, but not during the ceremony. Look, What's happening to these businesses, whether it's the beer company or the retail store or now the L.A. Dodgers, is that they're not they're not listening to their fans. That's what it all comes about. That's what it all comes about. Uh, if you're not listening to your customers or you don't know who your customers are, then you're going to make stupid mistakes like this. And you're going to do things like this that once again demonstrate that you don't know anything about who your customers are. I mean, for example, the beer company. Why would you have a transgender man advertising uh, Bud Light? I mean, it's crazy. That is just crazy. Uh, in the case of the retail company, why would you have all this transgender clothing or, you know, whatever they call it, clothing, at, at, at the entrance to the store when most of the people who go there to shop are mothers and children who are shopping who don't want to see that? And then, of course, the L.A. Dodgers is just a case of absolute stupidity. Why would you have a group associated with hating the Catholic Church and mocking the Catholic faith? Why would you have a group like that uh, as part of your ceremony? I mean, it just makes no sense. So somebody, you know, somebody's dropping the ball in these organizations. And uh, the only message I can give to the CEOs and the leadership of these companies is, you got to clean house. You got to get rid of these people who obviously don't know who your customers are because they're killing your company. They're killing your company. And you got to hire some people who understand what business you're in and what, cust what your customers, who your customers are. And whether it's the beer company, whether it's the retail store or the LA Dodgers, none of these organizations exist for the purpose of promoting one lifestyle or another. You know, one is in the business of putting a good baseball team on the field. One is in the business of providing family products or family prices for the family. And the other one's a beer company. That's what they should be doing. That's what they need to be working on. Not everything else that they seem uh, interested in, in doing. So if you don't know your customers, you may want to spend some time trying to get to know them because they're the ones who are paying the bills.
They're the ones who are buying your product or your service. And if you don't know who they are, you may be surprised when they react the way they're, they're reacting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. As I said, uh, this evening we'll record our podcast with Bill Katz. I'll have that up in the blog uh, later on. And thank you very much for your time. Talk to you the next time. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.